Okay, shall we get going, everybody? Good afternoon. Um, I'm delighted today that we're joined by Akshat Bharati from Courts. Uh, Akshat started his career at The Economist and then worked at The Conversation, the uh, online news discussion site for two years, uh, Science Editor, and he now works for Courts, the, uh, the digital business news uh, service. And um, we, we do talk about Courts quite a lot here because it has a very uh, creative and fresh approach to not just reporting the news, but various ways of building an audience, which I'm sure we're going to hear about. So, Akshat, you're very welcome. Over to you. Thank you. Well, it was only four years ago that I uh, graduated with a DPhil in chemistry department not more than 300 meters from here so it's an extra special honor to come here and speak at the journalism institute um, of course I have that honor because not because of my credentials but because I work for Quartz uh, which is one of the most uh, innovative uh, digital news publications uh, in the world um, and I'm uh, in my presentation I'm going to try and be a good journalist and back my claim um, so when Quartz, Quartz launched in 2012, um, and provocatively it claimed at the time that it wanted to be the, the, the economist for the 21st century. Um, and in doing that, it was making two bets. Uh, the first bet uh, was a product bet um, that most of the readers that Quartz would want uh, are already uh, using a smartphone or will be using a smartphone soon. Uh, and it was making a journalistic bet that the readers that Quartz wanted would be people who are interested in global news, who are busy, uh, and who would consume media, a lot of it, from social media. Uh, that would be their major source. Um, a lot of those bets have paid off. Uh, this is uh, data from this earlier this week, uh, showing that for the first time there are more people reading news on mobiles and tablets together combined than they are on desktops. Um, and in getting you know, get that payoff on that bet, uh, Quartz has changed a lot. It's gone from a company of 20 people to 200 people around the world. Uh, it's gone from zero readers to nearly 20 million readers per month. Uh, and it's gone from you know, just another media startup, which there are many of, uh, to being a case study in, in the book Innovators in Digital News by this very institute's Lucy Kung. Um, what hasn't changed is that those two bets that it made still very much shape the philosophy that drives Quartz and its innovations. Um, and I'm going to use that as a way of explaining the, the principles that Quartz has created for itself as it's gone from being a small company to a big company and what the future holds for it. So the first principle was to provide global business news. Um, right from its launch, Quartz had employees in New York, London, and Hong Kong. Uh, they knew that they couldn't cover everything given the limited resources that they had. Uh, so they created a product that maybe many of you are familiar with, which is the Daily Brief. Um, it's an email newsletter, um, and it, it's written in a way that a worldly smart friend of yours would write to you saying what you need to know for that day. Um, and it has links going out to what Quartz publishes but largely to stuff that other people publish. Uh, it's the product that is trying to define what you need to know that day. Doesn't matter whether Quartz has covered it or not. Um, it's one of the most popular products still date. It has 250,000 subscribers. Um, and it's written in four easy to digest sections, one of which you can see, what to watch for today. Um, 
and those sections haven't changed very much in four years, which speaks to how successful uh, the product is when it was first created. The next thing that Quartz did um, as a global brand is to create new editions. Uh, Quartz, had, Quartz has two editions, Quartz India and Quartz Africa, um, and the logic behind these editions was that the audience uh, that Quartz was trying to get at had a particular media habit, and Quartz wanted to make sure that they play to that while they are feeding into the global product. So these editions produce stories that are meant only for Indian readers, they produce stories that are meant for global readers, and the global side works very much in tandem with the local sites. <coughs> um, Quartz's second principle is to respect readers' time. And it's not a new principle. Journalism is all about respecting readers' time. But Quartz has interpreted it in, in different ways for modern journalism. Um, one that we have and we talk about internally is called the Quartz Curve. Um, and the idea is to avoid uh, the journalism staple of 700-word article uh, in, in online media, in magazines, um, and, and force yourself to keep yourself short um, on one side of the curve. Um, and this is you know, likelihood of success in readership uh, on the y-axis, or go deep into a subject and, and tell the story in slightly long form. Um, on the short side, one lens that Quartz uses uh, is called things. Um, and these things are really, they are just things. They are a surprising fact, uh, a photo, uh, an argument, um, uh, or even a chart. Uh, a lot of stories that you will find on Quartz uh, are based around that central thing. Uh, and they fall, most of them fall on the short side of the curve. Um, and the aim is to get the reader to go here, look at this thing, which is important and interesting. On the long side of the curve, you're familiar with the idea of feature stories. Um, I suppose the quartz lens in feature stories is to often take a step back uh, and do the analysis uh, and, and provide a definitive uh, uh, story or an article on a particular subject that would be of interest to our readers. Um, the other thing uh, in trying to respect readers' time is Quartz doesn't have beats in, in the traditional sense. Uh, when it launched, it couldn't cover everything. So what it did instead was to allow its reporters to choose niches within their own beats uh, and to obsessively report about them. Uh, I write about science and health. Uh, my obsessions are infectious diseases, genetics, sleep, space, which are fairly diverse, but within those, I know a lot, and so I can go and do a story which I know is an important and interesting story. And because I feel strongly about it, I hope I write with passion and clarity, and that comes through in my writing, and thus in my, uh, and thus through, goes through to the readers uh, who feel compelled to read it and share it. Um, what's the third principle is uh, to go where the readers are. Um, Quartz launched 12 years after the first Google search, eight years after the first Facebook post, five years after the first iPhone was sold. Uh, so Quartz is already, you know, in the midst of all this technological change that we were witnessing as people in media. Um, and so there was no pretense that Quartz was going to create a destination site. There was no pretense that what we thought as 
editors of Quartz that this is an important story to be told would be the story that people would read just because we put it out there on our homepage. Uh, provocatively, Quartz launched with no homepage at all. Um, now we have a homepage, but we still don't consider it to be very important. Very little traffic is driven from the homepage. It's there because why not? Uh, but it's still not an important place to be. Um, and uh, underlying all these three principles is, you know, speaking to the title of the talk, a mobile-first strategy to do news. Um, and that means, you know, from the examples I've talked about, uh, the homepage, the daily brief, is an email newsletter meant for you to read on your smartphone while you're getting to work. Um, Quartz's curve, the Quartz curve, is meant for mobile readers because people are either reading their, uh, using their <coughs> phones in, in short bursts between breaks uh, that they take and so they don't have very much time on, uh, uh, to consume media or they're using them uh, on the weekend or on a long commute and have enough time at their hand to be able to read a long article. Um, Quartz, the other sort of aspect to Quartz, which um, is it's, it's hard to stress how crucial the mobile first strategy is to its existence. Uh, everything from its uh, design uh, to its uh, creation is shaped by that. So what Quartz means by mobile first, and this is a term that a lot of media uses now, uh, but it's worth clarifying, is that Quartz creates its stories in whichever form they might be um, for first primary consumption on a smartphone. So, we, you know, in our uh, content management system, we use WordPress, uh, there's a preview section, and the preview section doesn't show a desktop preview. You can force it to show you a desktop preview, but it shows you a mobile preview. Um, and so it's, it's from that very beginning that a Quartz story is a mobile story. Um, and of course, Quartz also, and this is the side of the money side, which you know I can talk a little bit about, but I'm not, you know, the person to talk about it is also determine uh, the the mobile strategy also determines the advertising strategy. Um, all the money that Quartz makes today, almost all, comes from advertising, um, and in in the industry, it's known to be one of the best places uh, for beautiful advertising. Uh, it might sound ironic, but the website actually looks beautiful with ads on it. Um, and that's because the ads are created, uh, they're tailored um, by the creative team, the, ad uh, the advertising team within Quartz uh, for the website. Um, and that's been the case from uh, the first day. Um, add to that the fact that Quartz is a global business publication um, and has now a wide reach. Uh, we uh, have been able to get uh, some of the most premium advertisers there are in the world, and none of this is driven by algorithms. Uh, and so all that put together uh, makes for a good website, a good um, a website for readers, and, and a non-intrusive experience for them as well. Um, so with those principles out of the way, I'm going to try and show you through three case studies uh, how Quartz puts it into action. Uh, the first one is Atlas, which is at theatlas.com, uh, and it's <coughs> Quartz's home for charts uh, and data. And Quartz, right from the beginning, was, uh, as a business news publication should, was obsessed with data and data visualization. Um, it had a team within 
uh, what's called the Things Team, which is a group of journalists who can also code. And one of their first projects was to uh, create Chart Builder, which is uh, which is an online, easy to uh, an open access, uh, easy to use tool which you can feed data into and create a chart uh, and use it to uh, add to your story to be able to. Uh, tell a story not just in words but also in pictures uh, that are, you know, numbers are something a lot of people run away from, but to make it easier for people to grasp those numbers, uh, to see the trends that are important to be seen. Um, and when when Chart Builder took off as an open access tool, a lot of other publications were using it. Quartz's um, uh, journalists were making thousands of charts every year. Uh, there were some problems that came through. One was uh, as a mobile-first strategy, it was great to be able to make a static image chart and put it on a phone because you know it looks good on a phone. But then you look at it on a desktop and it blows up and it just looks horrible. So that was one limitation, which was uh, charts weren't rendering as they should on the different devices that people use. Uh, but the other thing was that they found you know, um, a chart in itself was often the story. Um, as I said in the in, in the approach to things, and that chart itself got shared uh, on social media without actually linking back to the story. Um, and so, what's the things team uh, wanted to figure out whether there could be a solution that they could come up with where they create a tool that renders charts in um, the right screen size, no matter what screen you're looking at it on and uh, a home for charts where people can go and do their own things and share their own uh, charts uh, with the world. And that's what Atlas is. And I'm going to give you a quick demo, if all IT works properly. Um, so you can go back and uh, use your own... Uh, you can sign up for Atlas and uh, you can have your own account and you can make your own charts and you can use them for your own work, even if it's research for now, journalism later. So this is just a data set that I've, I've uh, copied from a previous chart, um, and I'm going to show you what I can do with it in hopefully two minutes. And I'm using a Windows machine after a long time, so bear with me. So that's Atlas, I've signed in. Um, all I do is hit make chart. I paste the data in. That's Atlas. All I, all I do is click on the plus sign to create a new chart. There's already a sample chart there for me. I replace it with the data I have. This is a simple, simple chart that, that you know, it's uh, only a trend line, but there are other options if you want to explore. Uh, you can create a chart grid, which might not work here. Um, you can, if you have other, um, if you explore Atlas, you'll find there are multiple ways of displaying your data, and all you do is then end up uh, with giving it a title. So this is percentage of readers, so I'm going to add a suffix. I have a source here from Global Stats. Sorry. That's how quickly you can go from having data to creating a chart, which is available for anybody uh, to share, you can download an image, use it for your own uh, articles, you can get other people to use the data and slice it in new ways. Um, that's Atlas. The second case study I have from Quartz is video. 
a lot of media organizations have got into video partially because of Facebook uh, and its, its prioritization uh, of video over uh, links. Um, and Quartz wanted to uh, figure out how it could capitalize on that shift. Uh, the video team launched last year, and for the first six months, all it did was to figure out how to do video for Facebook. Um, you know, Quartz had that leeway to be able to allow its journalists to go out and do an experiment uh, to see whether video is something that they can, uh, you know, create just for an audience on Facebook, and whether they can learn lessons from that and then apply them on Quartz later. Um, and that success paid off. Uh, Quartz is one of the few uh, places which has done, uh, figured out how to do videos uh, on Facebook without needing to worry about audio because Facebook uh, videos autoplay uh, and there is no audio that's being played. So how do you capture uh, an audience within the first few seconds uh, of a video playing and having no audio to it? Um, it's also, uh, you know, within, within the first 10 months, and this is reported figures, so I can tell you these, um, uh, Quartz's videos got 200 million views. And that's with only a team of four video journalists at the time. Uh, now there are seven video journalists, um, and it gets way more uh, views across platform. Uh, one of the things that they did then was learn from the lessons that they got on Facebook uh, and apply them on Quartz.com. Now, uh, a lot of you would be uh, familiar with pre-roll ads, which are sub, uh, between you know ten and or five and, and a minute long before uh, the video actually starts. Often you're looking at Facebook videos which are a minute long. If you add a pre-roll ad on top of it, you are spending as much time looking at a, uh, at an ad as you are looking at the content. Uh, so Quartz did not want to do that, um, and it made a promise when it launched Quartz Video on its site that they will not add any pre-roll ads. Uh, and they uh, use the lessons that they learned from Facebook uh, to create that video plus a video player, which I'm just going to show you uh, here, uh, which does advertising slightly differently uh, and hopefully in, in a way that is uh, beautiful. Um, so this is Quartz's homepage. Uh, and I'm just I'm scrolling down. Um, and this is the video. Um, and the third case study I have today is uh, Quartz's iPhone app. Um, so when Quartz launched, uh, there were a lot of news apps. Uh, the App Store was, I think, four years old. Um, yep, 2008, I think, is was when it was launched. So it was about four years old. Uh, almost every news organization had its own uh, news app. Uh, but most of those news apps didn't do much more than what a website is capable of doing. And so when Quartz launched, it wanted to focus on creating a beautiful website experience, and so it spent most of its resources there. Uh, and, and it said, if we do create an app, we will do it only if there are things that we want to do that uh, the website wouldn't allow us to do. Um, and last year, uh, our product head, Zach Seward, thought there might be one place where uh, you could do news in a different way, um, and an app would be the, the place to be uh, doing that. Uh, and that's messaging apps. A lot of you use messaging apps on your smartphones. Uh, perhaps that is used more than you use email. Um, and uh, Zach wanted to figure out whether you could use the messaging app interface to do news. Uh, 
Uh, and I'm going to just play a short video uh, to show you what Quartz's app looks like. If you're an iPhone user, you can download it right now for free. And it's like the daily brief, it's uh, as if a worldly smart friend of yours is talking to you about the news with GIFs in the, in, in the mix and lots of emoji and it's an entertaining way of getting up to speed uh, with daily news um, and has been wildly popular beyond Quartz's own expectations. Uh, it has 350,000 downloads in the first six months of its launch uh, and that's only, in, uh, on, only on the iPhone. Uh, and it's going to be launching uh, the Android uh, version in the next few weeks. So those of you who are Android users can start playing with the app very soon. Um, and I'll wrap up here uh, by saying that, again, as with all these platforms that uh, Quartz is creating, uh, advertising is part of it and it's, it's a key part. Uh, you, when you get to see the app, you'll be able to see uh, the AdWords. And these are some of the comments on the advertising that uh, Quartz has got, uh, which are very positive. Uh, and they're, they're sort of ads that are created for that platform <coughs> and that fit seamlessly and are clearly marked and they're introduced in a place where people wouldn't be annoyed to see them. Um, finally, um, uh, the, the final aspect of Quartz, and it'll come through in all these case studies is uh, again, another buzzword of distributed <coughs> media, where you are uh, telling, you know as a media company that people are not going to come to you, you have to go to them. Um, and, and Quartz has uh, really taken that lesson to heart from the very beginning. Um, this is what Quartz stands for today. Jasper is the key, the, the, the code word we have within uh, within the news organization for the iPhone app. But this is all of these things, they stand on their own. Uh, QZ.com, of course, the website, garners the biggest audience, but Quartz is not vetted to the fact that that's where people, that's where we want most of our people to come. Um, Quartz is ready to experiment and have its uh, journalism fly where the readers are. Um, in, in experiments that I haven't talked about, we've just launched the, Sp the Spanish Daily Brief uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we also launched uh, a lifestyle newsletter called Portsy, both of which you can sign up to. Uh, and as I said, in a couple of weeks uh, or a little more, we are going to launch the Android Quartz uh, app. And so the experiments will continue. Um, I'm happy to take questions. Great, thanks very much indeed, really interesting.